Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Spirit of the living God, this morning I ask that your word will come uninterrupted, unhindered by any satanic forces or influence. I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone here under the sound of my voice, you, O God, would show them this morning the true posture of a king. You would show them what you are doing in our time in our generation and so that we may be ready and rightly positioned for that which you are doing in the coming days spirit of the lord invade this room let your power be present right here we give you honor we give you praise in jesus mighty name now look at me everyone you see please be seated every anniversary I always have a new message that I believe that the Lord gives to me every anniversary um, I think last year and by the way the new Unilag has started its service so the new Unilag is no longer with the new Ikeja so they started their own service this Sunday that's today and it's, it's powerful they showed me videos and pictures I'm like what? There's such a powerful revival going on in the new, you know? The hunger, the... I mean, it's, it's amazing. They, I, I'm very sure they can't even use that venue for their next service next week. It's such a powerful revival going on right here. Can we just give God praise for that? Alright. Now, every midweek, every service, anniversary service, I believe I wait on the Lord and the Lord gives me a message. And the message that I have this morning really is not for you as an individual, even though a, a dimension of it speaks to you, but you will see yourself in it. But the message that I have this morning is quite collective. And most importantly, my message this morning is very apostolic. And that means you might have to go listen to the message maybe once or twice or three times before you can truly grasp and get all that I want to say. And by the help of the Spirit, I would break it down as much as possible so that everyone can listen and see what God is saying to them. And I want your heart to be opened. I want your heart to be stirred ready for what God wants to say to us in the fourth year as a church. My message this morning is for the body of Christ. And it's an apostolic message. It's that pioneering message. And I want you to get ready for it. Now, the title of my message, and if you're looking for a title, the title of my message is The Life Wire of God. The Life Wire of God. And in this message, I'm going to teach in different dimensions, but I am going to be speaking about the new generation church. 
the new model of the new generation church you see there was a time where the orthodox church seemed like the thing that god was doing at a time and then from the orthodox churches there came the pentecostal movement as well and if you see the pentecostal movement you see that the attraction of the pentecostal movement was really for a new generation of people now let me say this right here in my opinion i think that jesus is coming very soon in my opinion if you look at the handwritings on the world now i'm not i'm not standing here to say i know the time i, I mean please but in my opinion if you look at the happenings on the earth you see the things going on you can truly tell that there's a there's something god is doing and there is a short timing required for you and i to fully understand number one what god is doing and number two to do what he is doing so that when we talk about a coming revival we are not saying a revival that is coming but the awareness that the revival is within us right now and so that everyone can rightly get themselves ready for what god wants to do with their lives now not tomorrow let me tell you something the greatest one of the greatest mistakes that was made in the teaching of this of the gospel and faith was most times it was taught from the direction that when it comes to the spirit of faith it is about something to happen or a future to come but faith is now the future is now the future is not tomorrow I said to you last week Sunday that the future is the cumulative decisions of the present and that's what comes together to the future now the life wire of God now, if I talk about the life wire of God if I bring two wires right here there's one that is a dead wire now if you look at this building you see that this building is powered by electricity and it means that you can't do anything in this building until there is electricity in this building. Now, there are two types of wire in a building. There is what they call the dead wire. And there is what they call the life wire. The dead wire is yet a wire, but the dead wire can really not do anything. It takes the life wire to supply electricity into a place now watch this scripture says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 media I have lots of scriptures so you're gonna be very fast very 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 fast it says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them it says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus we are God's workmanship what are the word what, what what does the word workmanship mean the word workmanship means the tools of God it means that God has no tools except he finds you 
it means that God is toolsless except he finds you and uses you as his tool on the earth now then when we talk about the life wire of God if I put a life wire on this place in this place and I put a dead wire in this place the life wire can supply electricity into the building but the dead wire cannot supply anything the life wire is that wire that can power light power electricity and guess what the life wire is the wire that is most useful amongst the two the dead wire is good but really cannot power the electricity required and when I talk about us being the life wire of God I'm talking about the fact that you are not a dead wire of God you are the life wire of God on the earth now what does the life wire does do number one the life wire supplies power and electricity number two the life wire if you put a life wire right here and somebody who is careless who doesn't know what they are doing is walking and strolling and touch the life wire the life wire will electrocute him or her which means our work on the earth is dual fold number one to bring supply number two to bring defense I've not started my message I'm just building up I want you to follow me very closely because you see the, the, the church of God is not only a church of gathering the church of God is truth in supply and defense it is attack and defense I wanted to follow me closely today and I hope for you to understand this that when I'm talking about the church of God I am not talking about the new I'm not talking about this building I'm talking about you now if you open your Bible again to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13 Matthew 5 and verse 13 it says ye are the salt of the earth it says but if the salt has lost its savour wherewith shall it be salted it is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men I love one way it was explained that you see the salt is good but in this case the salt is actually good for something but not for the real thing what the salt is good for here is that you can cast it out and men can throw it upon it but that's the that's not the right use of the salt it says that we are the salt of the earth now go to the next verse verse 14 it says ye are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid next verse it then says neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but a candlestick and it's it's given light unto all the house da, 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 da. now then I said to us in my foundation teaching right now that ye are the life wire of God it means that in this generation if you look at the old transition of the body of Christ you would observe a few things and I'm going to help you with that number one you will see that the old church has focused more on the power of God from the pulpit 
and the gathering of men from the pulpit. But in the new apostolic order, it is going to be from the from the pews to the pulpit. I'm going to explain all of this. I'm going ahead of myself, but I'm going to explain all of this. Just follow me. Because when I'm done, you would see where you fit in in all of this. Now then, let me talk about what the new means. You see, I've shared this story a few times to a few people, but not everyone. Because today is the 40th anniversary of the new, and some people don't even know how the name came about. So when the new was going to start, like I said all the time, we used to pray every day, every Friday, um, August 1st, 20, 2018, 2017. And we'll pray every Friday from um, 9 p.m. overnight and just pray, 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 pray. And so it came to the time where we're going to design the church branding and blah, 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 blah. And so I remember Dr. K asked me and said, so what's going to be the name of the church? And I was just thinking about it. So I asked a couple of my friends who I felt were very creative. So I said to them, oh, give me a name. Like, come up with names for me. So people gave me different names, da, 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 da. And when they gave me all those names, it just didn't sit well. It just didn't cut it for me. I just felt like there was something off. And so one day, I was literally driving. And as I was driving, I heard the name dropped in my heart. The new. And that name came so strong that just as the name came, I knew all that God wanted us to do in the commissioning of that name. Open your Bible with me to the book of John. Luke chapter 4, 5, verse 36. Luke 5 and verse 36. Luke 5 and verse 36. This place is about to erupt in a moment. <laughs> Luke 5 verse 36. Aha. It says, and he spake also a parable unto them. No man put, put a piece of new garment upon an old cloth. If otherwise, then both the new make it a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreed not with the old. Next verse. Verse 37. And no man put a new wine into old bottles. Else the new wine would burst the bottles and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. Now, watch this not only would the wine perish, the bottles and the container will also perish. Let's keep going. Let's study it. It then says, But new wine must be put into new bottles and both preserved. This is where I'm going to verse 39. It then says in verse 39, No man, having drunk old wine, straight away desired new, for he said, The hold is better. Watch this now. Look at me, everyone. I need your attention, please. Every generation, God does something new. The biggest obstacle of every single new thing that God wants to do, the big
biggest obstacle is the old. Now, when I'm talking about the old, I am not talking about the older people God used. I'm literally talking about the older people who were in the old. But it's so hard for them to taste the new, yet they call themselves the new. Which means there is a different move of God in our own generation. But the problem many times is this, that once you have tasted of the old ways of doing church, once you have tasted of the old ways of getting miracles, <laughs> once you have tasted of the old ways of getting things done, then you believe that there is no new way yet. So even when the new comes, you don't really see it as the new, you are still stuck up in the old, yet you are confessing the new. Let me tell you something. Mark my words. Every new church on the earth who fully adopts the patterns of the old will fail. I'm telling you. Because you see, the way Elijah and Elisha patterned themselves was different from when Jesus came. And when the apostles came, it was a different movement. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm going somewhere. Just follow me. It was a totally different movement. The move of God in our generation is not boxed into the four walls of this church. The move of God in our generation is these men and women that God wants to move into their heart and their soul and thus he makes them his own life wires. Because you see, if you put a wife liar to the ground and it's not interconnected for a supply, it's a waste. So there are many waste wires. You know why? Because they are still stocked up in the old. Listen to me. I dare to say it and I say it with all my full chest. The greatest, most powerful person in the new generation church would not be the pastor. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? The pastor will be strong. You see, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4, it says about the gift of the, of the, the ministry gift. What was their calling? It says for the perfecting of the saints and what? The work of the ministry. Who are the people doing the ministry? Is it me? It's you. But you see, most times we've seen and identified a pattern and that pattern is what we have embraced. And you see the greatest paradox of life is when you call the new the old but you actually think you are calling it the new. The new. I have a message for you today. My message is on the year of the fourth, which we are now. I want to congratulate you because we are going to do church in a way the world has never seen before. Clap your hands, all you people. We are going to do church in a way. Let me give you an hint into what I'm talking about. Any church or any new movement that is gathered around the multitudes always gathering the new pattern and that's powerful and that would work that would be but the new pattern is in clusters 
is in small groups like the acts of the apostles ayala payash that is where the power lies for transformation where this group come together let me show you an example of what i'm saying media i want to disrupt your plan can i come down can i come down thank you let me show you something four of you here please come stay this side no no keep it there keep it keep the keep it there um another four pastors stay take this clusters i want to show you how powerful we are going to be as a church to the point that when it comes to election the church will dictate who is going to become president and listen to me this the new church come 2022 i am not going to be shy or we are not going to try and be politically correct do you know that jesus was movement do you think that in the days of jesus do you know that jesus let me give you an example the first time jesus did a miracle i know many of you have taught it about oh it was at the wedding but do you know the people who were at the wedding it was the most powerful people in the nation the first miracle of newness was in the place where governance was but you see what you don't know that you have power for you don't know you have power for it and so my people would always perish for lack of knowledge this morning i want to show you how powerful you are that's my work i want another four people another four people here quickly watch this now if i stand from this position and i'm teaching you all i'm teaching you all god is great god is going to do so much for you you're going to become strong in your mountain of influence da, 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 da. that one was even another conversation again because i don't want to go there today because when we talk about this mountain of influence like everybody's running one race like one day we're going to climb that mountain who is the mountain jesus is the mountain so when we talk about the mountain of influence we are actually talking about christ in you the hope of glory this is the reason why many people run a race that is not theirs so they are trying to climb a mountain that at the end of many of us think that when we climb that mountain people now start clapping that yes you are in the mountain the mountain is in you you are in christ so you are the light of the world watch this if i stand in this place right now and i'm declaring and i'm saying be blessed your next tomorrow is going to be blessed da, 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 da. now do you know how powerful that is now four of you here join your hands together i want you to pray join your hands together join your hands together i want you to pray in tongues very loud i want them to hear at the back there watch this Join your hands here. Join your hands there. Pray very loud. Now, watch this. Watch this. You are praying for the government of Nigeria. You are praying for business, the establishment of kingdom businesses. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm going to show you something. Now, they are praying for families because we need to pray for families in this nation. 
the attack in the year 2022 would be on families. I'm telling you this prophetically. Now pray loud. I can hear you roar. Now watch this. Look at what was going. Look at continue praying. What was happening before in the old is this. One man of God stands here and declares to the people, Moses, be blessed, be fruitful. But in the new, in the Acts of the Apostles, the Bible says they came together in twos and in threes, in clusters. Why did the head rage? And the people imagine a very thing in Acts chapter 4. Put it there for me. Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Watch this. Acts chapter 4, verse 23. Now watch this. It says, Look at this. Stop there. Stop there. Stop there. Stop everyone. We're still going to do it again. Because today we're going to pray in clusters. That's what we're going to do today. This new church will be so powerful. This is what we call the supply of the spirit. That I want to enter into Enugu and influence politics. But the man of God doesn't have to show up there. I can send government. Because they carry the spirit of kings. Look at what happened in Acts chapter 4. It says, and being let go, they went to the what? Uh, you, didn't, you didn't read it. Where did they go to? Now, church is powerful. And listen, you should come to church. You should, I'm not, I mean, we're not... That's, it's very important because the church is the legislature. The council of God. It's very important. But you see, but you see, you must find communities within the church system. Because that's where the power lies. It says, being let go, they went to their own company. And reported all that the chief priest and the elders had said unto them. Next go verse. Next verse. And when they had heard that, he says, they lifted up their voice to God. How? How? Different, different. One voice. So God was hearing one thing in heaven. Watch this now. And he said to them, and he said, Lord, and God, there was made heavens and earth and the seas and all that is in them. Next verse. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why did the heaven rage and the people imagine vain things? Next verse. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and his Christ. Next verse. For a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. Next verse. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. Next verse. And now, Lord, behold thy threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all what? Power is not given, power is taken. Let me tell you something. It takes power to be able to break the bands of the wicked, it takes power, it takes dunamis. When we talk about culture shifts, nobody shifts culture without power and influence. 
you know that's why alcohol is they call it spirit you know when you take that you know those spirits because it takes spirit to conquer spirit you want to go on shows if you want to perform the way you have to perform very well you have to take some of those things so that you can be I now kingdom people wants to take territory for God and all they do is mutter, oh Lord, thank you, devil, get out of here, Noah. There is a roar that must be your sound. That's the believers God is raising. Not pastor, pray for me. Come on, go back to your seat. You must be able to rent the heavens open. Because God heard their voice. He said, look at the traitors of this man. He said, with all the boldness that we may speak thy word with all boldness go to the next verse by the stretching forth of thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders listen to me signs and wonders does not only mean that somebody was lame and could walk again it means you come into a system and you change the order that's signs and wonders it means something that people cannot see and all of a sudden, God used you as the government to bring it into play. That's signs and wonders. It says that thy hand may heal and thy signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child. Look at the next verse. And when they had prayed, the place was what? <laughs> when the Bible says the place was shaken, it was literally like the place was shaken. There was a rumble. There's a sound. Look at me, everyone. I want to talk prophetically. 2023 was going to be one of the toughest years, 2022, 2023, for this nation. If you can see the handwriting of the world, you can tell. But I have an announcement for you. Listen to this announcement. The warfare to rule the coming years, 2022, 2023, is not in the hold. How would Moses or Elijah come and do the work of Jesus? You didn't hear what I just said to you. How would the old want to bring a new wine? It's not possible. It is this new generation that must lift their voices to God. Not only in the roar of your voice, but in your actions. Because I tell you this, God answers per generation. Moses stretch your rod joshua move around seven times but the new church is still using the rod of moses and god is saying you're stretching the rod even if you stretch the rod because i'm a faithful god water will still come out but it's still in disobedience because when you don't do what god has asked you to do and even though there is result it's still disobedience but you want to really see the seven it's not going to be moses alone stretching the rod it's going to be joshua and his mighty men oh that's why i always pray when i pray for my leaders let me tell you the prayer i pray for them i always pray i say god give them the heart of caleb and the hand of joshua pray that prayer the heart of caleb and the hands of joshua you know what the heart of caleb is let's go we are well able to take the land the hand of Joshua is that we are killing them today. We take it by force. That's the new generation church. And so how do we do things? We then look for clusters. 
And when we want to see, because the spirit of boldness, uh, all right, anyway, the spirit of boldness is the spirit of God. Have you ever met a timid person before? They can't get strong and strengthened by themselves. It has to take a spirit. Listen to me. There must be a spirit that is working, that is at work. Have you ever met somebody before that you just like them? They're just something at work in their lives. That's what happens when clusters happen. So this is going to be the focus of this church now. And listen, if you're not interested in growing, developing, knowing God for yourself, the door is wide open. Leave this church. We want people who are ready for what God wants to do in this generation. The older generation, the time is ticking off. Eli is blind. It is someone who can hear the voice of God. Don't you know ye are kings? Don't you know ye are government? Don't you know ye are gods? But you see, we want a Davidic church, but we still want to be in Eli's gown. But you want a Davidic church? You want a Samuel church, but you want to be in Eli's gown. How? Now let's see the power of these clusters now. You would pray. Join your hands together again. You would pray. Watch this. And when you pray, any one of you will come and tell me what God is saying concerning that aspect of the... I said, this is family. This is business. This is government. You come and tell me what God is saying. Listen, there's a the, the way <laughs> listen, let me say this here. The way we are doing church in this generation is the old looking like the new. You know why? Because nobody ever tastes the old straight away desires the new. Because they would always say the old is better. But they would call it the new. Guys, pray for me. Pray in the spirit. I can hear you. Louder, louder. Oh God of heaven. This morning we bet for that new thing. For the new generation. Oh God, we bet for that new thing. Amatosika parades. We bet for that new thing. Aika parish kelagates. Oh God of Israel. We bet for that new thing. Elamatusheka paruzele. Pekanima to zelakapates. Oh God, we bet for. 
took the nations do you know how it was by power and what by scattering look at Paul Paul alone was government look at Peter this was strong man let me tell you what happened one day I had a vision an open vision and in that vision this is so powerful this is the first time I'm saying it here in that vision it was in Nigeria. I'm not going to share the details of that vision because it's very, it's not now to say, but I'm just going to dribble around it. And now in that vision, I saw reptiles, like horrible reptiles. Reptiles that I have not seen before, like horrible. It was like they were coming out from waters and different sides, you know, just coming out. Now, there was a body on the floor and that body is like the reptiles were eating out of the body. And I saw, this is a powerful vision. I saw an old man on the other side in that vision. And the old man, this is the first time I'm saying this here. The old man was speaking to the body. And the body was numb. The body wasn't going to come alive. The old man was speaking. And this old man had white hairs. He looked powerful. Now, I saw in that same vision two young boys running very small boys they were running and every time they ran past the body the reptiles run away and when they run away and they go the reptiles will come back they will run again every time they run past not stay just run past <laughs> do you know that god listens to a cry of a generation 
Do you see that when God was going to take the children of Israel out, He says, your prayer of the generation has come up to me. There is really what we call the cry of a generation. A cry of a generation. A roar of a generation. Oh God, we're not going to take this no more. Oh God. But you see, we're still looking for the older generation to point the way and to cry, oh God. Where God is saying, don't you see that you are Jesus on the earth now? Let me tell you the simple reason why. The simple reason why. You want to know? The simple reason why it always looks as though the church always catches up to the new move that is going on is simply because the people in the new, when something new comes out, the people in the new are still always locked up in the old. Do you know what when Afrobeat came out? Afrobeat. Remember the people who really brought out Afrobeat? I don't want to mention some of them's names here, but Afrobeat had been a sound of a long time. Now the church is still trying to catch up with Afrobeat. Now we're entering into Afrofusion. But this is the problem. There were people who heard that sound at the time. At that time. But they didn't grow with the generation. They were still doing praise worship in the sound of the old. But you want to bet the new. How? So, what this new movement must be, it must be the sound of not one man. It must be the roar of an army. <laughs> that they see the army coming and they tremble. Now, let me go back to that vision. In that vision, I saw that the wrong guys ran and eventually they came to stand. And when they stood, the reptiles left the body. And the body stood up. And God told me this. This is the first time I'm saying it here. God told me that Africa and Nigeria is in the hands of the new. And when I'm talking about the new, I'm not just talking about the new as a church. I'm talking about the new generation. But the new generation are too distracted from seeing that truly the new has come. <laughs> you need to go and listen to this message again. They're too distracted to really see that the new has come. So they are caught up. PD, please come up. Pastor, please come up. Two of you. Quickly, quickly. Run, run, run. So this is the posture of the new generation. And this is the generation that wants to bring about culture shift. So today, this is new, this is old. Today, they are like old. Tomorrow, they are like new. Today, they are like old. Tomorrow, they are like new. But the scripture says that when you mix the two together, the bottle would burst. So he says, stay with the new. And when you stay with the new, operate in the dimension. Guess what? The oppressions of God in the new generation is apostolic. Which means pioneering. Which means breaking new grounds. Which means you devil, we're going to take you over. That's the posture of the new church. Breaking new grounds. Not satisfied with ordinary. Understanding that there is more is not a tagline. But really and truly, it's what we must walk in. 
you know this morning i want to put a prayer burden in your heart so that when you begin to pray from today when you begin to pray you know what we are praying for as a church so that when when wealth comes we know that we swore by no man we bowed our heads by no man the wealth came by the prayer and by the move of God because listen when you stay in the new ah, this message is too deep I don't know how to explain it man because listen to me the kind of wealth we have never seen before is coming to the church like we have never seen before I'm telling you the one that would mesmerize the, the world like what where are these things coming from but you see, there is a realm of the spirit that you can dog out certain things. You see, many people don't understand that wealth is power. He says, is the one that gives you what? Is it the one that gives you wealth? So what do you get first before you get wealth? <laughs> How do you get power? He says, is the one that gives you what? Power to get wealth. You want to talk about the new government want to bring up a political party and everyone let me tell you what the day everybody here can donate one one billion will raise a president in this nation when the church would do it but by the as the lord liveth as i'm still a pastor this in my lifetime we would coronate a king not just a king a president why by our pocket our funding we would not be shy to say i'm going to distance myself we're not going to fund no we're going to fund what we believe in we're going to take money, good money, hundreds of billions, and support a candidate and say it's the church that is backing it. Do your worst. That's the new. That's the new. We will roar. We would build with one hand, and with the other hand, I swore like Nehemiah. You come close to us, we. That's the roar. That's the roar. That's the roar. How many nights? How many gospel movies? I, I don't want to use the word gospel because it limits some things. But how many movies? We're talking about how there's so many things on the social media or Netflix. Where is the new? Because the new is still in the old. That's the cross of my message. So what I'm saying to you is live low deeper. Live low deeper. We're still in the old, but we are saying we're in the new. Come out of that place and walk in the new. So let me tell you how a new man will think. Number one, you think ahead. Number two, you say, for example, elections is coming. I'm called to governance. What can I do to switch that? We'll teach those things in the smaller groups, not here. So these clusters is how God wants us to move. Thank you. Go and sit down. I'm going to call you back up in a moment when we're going to pray. Now let me show you something. Because you thought you knew I was going to, but I'm still going somewhere in this message. Now open your Bible with me to Ezekiel chapter Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 1. I read verse 1, you read verse 2, I read verse 3, and they'll go like that. Because what I want to teach now is the architectural posture 
of the new people that God would use. Media, can you take the camera off me? I want to take off all this. Um, it's limiting my flow. Can you take the camera off me? Is it off me now? All right. All right. No, 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 don't worry. I don't want you. Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. To see you highly shining in the light of your just told me now it said to me the first place I want you to start from Shola is I want you to tell the people to call themselves by what I call them I'm going to practice that right now you know God looked at Gideon and said you mighty man of valor you know what Gideon said to himself you see the heavens and the earth only responds to what you agree about yourself the reason why certain people would not be used to do mighty works is because they still see themselves as nothing. And so they don't really see themselves as men and women that can do this great mighty work. In fact, as I'm talking about this message tonight, this morning, some people have pretty much excused themselves from this teaching. Because it's talking to a certain type of people, not them. You're going to call yourself what God calls you. You know what I call myself? I call myself a king. I call myself a lion. That's what I call myself. Because that's what God calls me. Right now. Roar and call yourself what he calls you. I'm not saying you should pray. It's not prayer. Call yourself. Shola Okudwa, you are a king. Say it over and over again to yourself. I see the Lord. I see the Lord. Exalted the worship of the people of the earth. I see the Lord. Hey, Kabaratalas. I see the Lord and for my eyes have seen the King the Lamb upon the throne who reigns 
the prophetic makeup of a life wire of God. Number one, Ezekiel 2, verse 1 to 8. I'll read verse 1, you read verse 2, and we continue like that. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. Verse 2, 1, 2, ready, read. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me upon my feet. And I heard him that spake unto me. Daniel, please come. I always use you as my specimen. Please come. Look at me. You can't stand as an army if you've not heard the word of God. The generation wants to speak against Beelzebub, against Baal against Babylon but they don't have a word from the Lord so as you are throwing down your rod they are throwing down their own but they are swallowing you because God didn't send you and so you say Christianity is not working because the area of your grace is where the dimension of God operates in the most in your life but here is the thing please lie down it says, and the spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me. So when the word of the Lord comes to you, even if you are in the lowest, lowest point, you are nobody. You don't think you are part of the move of God in the movement of the new generation. But once you can stay and wait, and the word of the Lord comes to you like it's coming to you, what happens in the realms of the spirit is that there is a posture of rising. Daniel, come, right, right, stand up. You see, stand up, please. It then says, and he set me upon my feet. He says, and I heard him speak to me. Listen, when you hear the word of God, that's all that you need. To take on Babylon and bow is the word of the Lord. I'll show you so many things in the scripture. I'm talking about the posture and the architectural design of the life wires of God. Now look at verse 2. 1, 2, ready and read. Verse 3, pardon me. 1, 2, ready and read. And he said to me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel. Please, protocol, come. You're going to stand there as the children of Israel. Once I'm done with this teaching now, this place is going to touch fire. <laughs> Go there. Karamatalabahaya. Like a bit, like straight. Yeah. Can I get one more person? One more protocol. One more. Straight. Like you're blocking close, close up to each other. On the other side of the gates is a kingdom. The kingdom of our God. The mountain of the Lord that will be exalted on the other side. But these people here are gates, they are warriors. You can't break them just like that. Now, God then said to Ezekiel, he says, and he said to me, son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation. How many of you know that Nigeria is a rebellious nation? When you tell us not to pass one way, we want to pass two ways if possible. Once you tell them, don't use seat belts again, they will never use it again. A rebellious nation. And do you know scripture says that rebellion is as of witchcraft. 
is a high form of spiritual wickedness. And listen to me. There are princes and wickedness of the air that enforces rebellion. Do you know that? So he's saying to this guy, which is you right here, because I'm talking about movement. He's saying, I'm sending you to this rebellious people. Number one, they don't care about you. Number two, they don't care about your God. They don't care about your God. They don't care about the new thing you want to bring to them. He says, but I'm sending you to this rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. What does it mean to rebel against me? It means that they want to raise an altar for God and they are saying, no, this altar for God will not be raised. It means that it's okay to kill children in secondary schools and no law or justice will be passed. It's okay to bring cows on the street of Nigeria and kill people and nobody's head rolls for it. It's okay to govern together and bring policies and bring systems that would stiffen the heart of the people so much so that everybody has to jabba as the option. The rebellious nation. They have a backing of gods saying to them, do it, do it, do it. Now he says this. Ah, I pray that the new generation church will see how powerful we are. Did you say amen? He now says, he says against them, and they and their fathers have transgressed against me, even unto this very day. So it was in the past, it's in the present, and also in the future. Next verse. Verse 4, you read. One, two, three, go. As Stephen did, I do send Verse 5, 1, 2, let's read together. 1, 2, ready, read. And they, whether they will forbid. Just lift your two and say, I'm a prophet of God. I know some people don't want to say that because they didn't teach you that. Lift your two hands and say, I'm a prophet of God. Let the head hear your voice. Lift your two hands and shout it. I'm a prophet of God. When they see you, they know a prophet has come. I'll put you in front, in front of my man. Because when you show up, it's not you showing up first. It's God or Ramanisha Fayati. It's the one that shows up first. I'll make room. There's no time. Let's go back to the scripture. So the first thing. If you read the scripture of the new generation church, the first thing first is that you must be sent. Because if you go to a rebellious nation and speak the word, they will kill you if you are not sent. They will kill you for cheap. And when I mean kill, I don't mean that you will die. I mean that you will become like them. <laughs> because when Sodom and Gomorrah, when Lot went... The Bible says he pitched his tents towards Sodom and Gomorrah. When the angel of the Lord came, they found him inside Sodom and Gomorrah. So sometimes you eventually become what you are fighting against if you are not sent. That's a message for somebody. So I only stay in the jurisdiction of my sending. 
Once I'm not sent there, I don't go there. Now keep going. And when the son of man was the, and and thou son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words and their bearers and their turns. Be with thee, and thou doest well, dwellest among scorpions. Says, be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks, though they be a very rebellious house. Next verse. The seven, everybody, let's read together. One, two, ready and read. Next verse, verse 8, 1, 2, ready and read. Now, pause there. This is where we are going to. It's getting thicker now. So please, Daniel, come. Oh, you guys, open your close your hands, lock your hands together like that. So, Daniel, you're going to shout and say, gates open can i get another mic watch this so that is going to shout media gates open ministry gates open um government gates open all right louder one two ready go media gates open ministry gates open Government gates open. Family gates open. It's like the more he says it, the more they get stronger. Let's, let's try it again. One, two. The way you are looking, my friend. This guy's not eating today. This is the most easiest case to walk through. <laughs> and that's life where you must be able to point the weak link. That's a message. <laughs> Just know where to enter. All right, let's take it again. One, two, ready, go. Media gates open. Business gates open. Family gates open. Ministry gates open. Now, scripture says that lift up your heads, O ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting door. Let the king of glory come in. But he's saying open, but they're not opening. Why? I'm going to show you. But the Bible says. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. All right, quote it for them and let's see if they will open now. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up. The everlasting doors that the King of heaven shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Dodges. No. They are not opening. Why? Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 1. I'll show you why they are not opening. Everybody, let's read it. One, two, ready, read. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat what thou findest, eat this roll, and go and speak to the house of Israel. Next verse. So I opened my mouth and it caused me to eat the scroll. What's the scroll? The word. Let's keep going. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat 
and fill thy brows with the roll that I give thee. <laughs> then I ate, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Now watch this. Let's put this here. Eating it. Put it inside. Let me tell you something. Just because you say, and you came to church, and you saw your devil, your pastor saying, "Devil, leave now in Jesus' name." And then you two now come and say, devil, leave now in Jesus' name. They would ask you, say, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? This is what I'm talking about. That there might be things we are doing and we've adopted as the old. Patterns we've seen. And we are still using old to open up new gates. So for new gates to be opened, I am you need new and fresh word from God the one that is burning in your soul and in your heart so much so that when you eat it for yourself because you see the gates of life will not open until you can speak the word now he's hitting it he has the fresh word he has the new word he has new life he has new power he has new understanding. He now understands that he is the new. And if he's going to confront the new, the new must give way to the new. Because he is the new. And not only that, he has eaten the scroll. So here's the thing. The new generation church wants to do new things, but don't want to eat new life of God. New things of the spirit. We don't want to. Do you know God for yourself? Listen, if all that you know about God is what your pastor told you, <laughs> you'll be shouting, open up, open up, open up. And while that is powerful, the knowledge of Christ must be to the place where you and I come into the full. You know, the Bible says in First Peter, it says, grow in grace under the knowledge of Christ. That you know God to a dimension. That when we come to church, is the supply of the Spirit. We just supply different parts of the spirit. Now, it's important to come to church. It's important to be fed by your pastor. It's important to learn. But I'm saying something to you. You must have a private and a personal time with God. Your online prayer meeting will not do it. <laughs> it's not enough. It's not enough. You need to eat this scroll yourself. Lord, show me what is eaten in this word. Open my eyes to the secret things of this word. When you swallow it, you will know. When I was on campus, Ephesians 3.20, now unto him is able to do it exceedingly abundantly. I was praying one day in sports center. And I was just praying. I just remembered that scripture and I was declaring it. Now unto him, I started screaming. I started running. I started shouting. At that point, I knew that that scripture has entered into my spirit. Yesterday, when my leg was having issues, it wasn't a, but it wasn't a scripture for healing as such. But I was quoting it because you see, what you know the most is what you, that's the first thing you say when trouble comes. Now he's eating the scroll. Now let's watch how the media gates would open. 
Now, Daniel, let's try now. Now you're eating the scroll, so you open. Daniel, let's go. Media gates open. Family gates open. Government gates open. Business gates open. Now, go through the gates yourself. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And let the King of glory come in. Listen, the King of glory is not a spirit that will come in as a spirit. When we say the King of glory coming in, he must come in through man. Are you hear what I'm saying? So when the King of glory coming, must come in through man. Who is the King of glory? You, the, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battles. So the gates then opens. Let me show you something else. Psalms 2. Psalms 2 verse 1. I mean, you know, close. Psalms 2 verse 1. It says, why did the earthen range and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Who is the Lord that he's talking about here? God. Who is the anointed? Christ. Are you in him? So in retrospect, what is he talking about? Who is the anointed in that scripture? So they take counsel against God and against you for kingdom establishment. Verse 3. He then says, let us break their bands asunder. Do you know what mean, the word bands mean? It means that let's break what they've used to tie us down, our stronghold, what they've used to hold us down. Because the way they've held us, we're not able to perform fully our agenda, our strategies, because they've held us down. So let us break that stronghold down. Like four. He says, and he that seated in heaven shall laugh. Next verse. Let's look at why he was laughing. Then he shall speak unto them his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Next verse, verse 6. This is why he's laughing. He's laughing because I have set my king upon the holy hill of Zion. So this king, Daniel, come, that God has said, is the reason why God is laughing at these kings. Because this king, he knows, would destroy these kings. Ezekiel chapter 3 and verse 11. Let me close with this now. Ezekiel 3 verse 11. Stay, stay with me, Daniel. And I read this together, everyone. One, two, ready, read. And go. Somebody say go. Top five people say move, 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 move. Stand up and look for four people and say movement, movement. Be a movement. Be a movement. Be a movement. Be a movement. It says, and go. Watch this. It says, and go and get them, and, and go 
and go get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people and speak unto them and tell them thus said the Lord whether they would hear or whether they would forbear next verse verse 12 then the spirit took me up do you see movement so when we talk about movement we are actually not talking about you doing things by yourself movement is the move of the spirit which means the spirit himself is the one carrying you so the real movement is not you <laughs> when we say the movement is the spirit it says and the spirit took me up movement somebody scream movement and heard me and heard behind me a voice of great rushing saying blessed be the glory of the lord from this place next verse look at this again and I heard also the noise of the wings of the living creatures that touch one another and the noise of the wheels over against them and the noise of a great rushing. Next verse, next verse. So the spirit lifted me up again. Somebody say movement and took me away. And I went in bitterness in the heat of the spirit. But the end of the Lord was strong upon me. Let me close with this now. If you look at verse 16 of this chapter 3, verse 16, let me close with this. It now says that, and it shall come to pass at the end of the seven days, seven days, that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, We're going to begin to pray in a moment. Next verse. It says, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman. Can you see the different roles required? So, number one is that you must be you must be sent number two you must speak number three you must be a watchman so it is sent speak and watchman when we talk about speaking it also means lending your voice to the truth it also means doing what God has told you to if you're a movie producer and God has called you to be a movie producer for kingdom cause you putting out movies is you speaking if god has called you to government and you stand in that place and you do what he told you to do you doing it right there is you speaking the new generation church must have all of this aspect in his hands now says i have made you a watchman over the house of israel therefore hear the word of the lord out of his mouth and give them warning for me so the number three work of the new generation church is intercession everyone please rise on your feet we're gonna pray for five minutes as I close and just find a cluster around you maybe three people five people just around you protocol protocol remember to lock the doors lock the doors nobody goes out protocol you can go a simple prayer oh god as a generation today we cry out for a new thing, a new move, a new move.
a new move. So this is what you're going to do. Everyone, look at me, everyone. Just agree within your space what you want to pray for, which sector. Just agree for myself. Is it the banking sector of the nation? Is it government? Is it the health? Please, let's pray for that health in Nigeria. So you are praying for that. And then you are praying for the rise of new apostolic voices. New apostolic female voices. You know the Lord told me that there's going to be a rise of new apostolic female voices. Every area you enter into today, I want you to pray. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.